0: Hello, hi everybody, and welcome to Spirit Chat Radio. Today we are going to talk about, do you think you're a healer? I, As many of you know, I have a higher purpose learning group that I do some teaching in on Facebook, and I noticed lately I've been getting a lot of questions or comments based on you know, I really feel drawn to be more spiritual or that I feel like I have this ability and I, and I really feel like I'm supposed to do something with this. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I really feel that I'm supposed to be doing something. And it got me thinking a couple of things, actually, several things, you know, um, One of the things is when I was younger, most of you that has followed me knows I've been doing psychic readings professionally for over 20 years. And I've been a psychic my entire life. And I started thinking about this, about you guys, the ones that come to me and say... You know, I'm feeling really drawn to this, to healing or psychic stuff or whatever it is that you're drawn to, being a medium, just being Reiki, whatever, hands-on. And I, I'm i feeling drawn to this. And I really feel this urge deep down inside that I'm supposed to do something with this. And I started thinking about how did I get started? How did I get started doing what I was doing? And I thought back and, you know, I never really got interested this is kind of funny because I've been a psychic my whole entire life, but I never really got interested in psychic ability, par-, par se, or anything like that till I was probably in my late teens and early 20s. Then the subject of... Psychic ability or psychic reading started really, really intriguing me. And I find that funny as I think back because I didn't realize, which I think is uh, probably the case with a lot of healers out there, which prompted me to do this this podcast, was I didn't realize that I was being drawn to something I already had a gift in. So I was looking at, I, I'd never done readings for other People necessarily, although I seen stuff in my head about people all the time, I heard stuff about people all the time. So I knew what was kind of going to happen in their life. But I never like sat down with somebody one on one in a chair and said, "Okay, ask me a question and I'll answer it for you. I just knew it from my own observation and in my own world what was going to happen. I just I felt like, you know, you don't tell those people those things. And I started thinking back And I really didn't know the height of my ability until I started really looking into psychic readings and abilities to, um, you know, just being more interested in it and reading some stuff on it and finding some mentors, which I highly suggest you get a mentor if you want to become a healer in a professional sense. So I didn't realize the height of my ability at all because, and I've talked about this before, but it's hard for me to explain sometimes. I've had such a high ability my entire life that I don't know what it's like to not have the ability. So for instance, when people come to me and they say, well, how do you know this? Or how do you do this? I really have to think about What it would be like if I never, ever had the ability to, when I meet somebody, I get a whole picture about a a sense and pictures and all kinds of things about who they are, what type of intentions that they have, what type of day they're having, how they're feeling at that moment. I get a whole history on them. It's just an automatic download. It's like an instantaneous download, kind of like if you watched a movie and you know every single thing that happened in the movie it's kind of like an instantaneous download of you got the full flood of the movie in like two seconds, the full thing of the movie. So this is, this is really interesting to me because since I had this ability my entire life, I didn't know that I was different from other people until I really started looking into it. I mean, I knew I was different in middle school and stuff when like people would ask how, you know, things. And I was like, I just know, but the, 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 Height of my ability versus other people, I hadn't I didn't know until I started looking into it more and then got had that urge or that feeling to read other people like you guys are talking to me about. And so the reason I think that this is important is because I started thinking to myself a couple of different things. One is if you're getting the urge to be a healer in some sense, if you're interested in the subject and you're interested in Reiki or, um, you know, being being psych- more psychic or being mediumship work or any of that stuff, if these are the things that you're interested in, and like you feel that deep down passion for it in your chest, you're like, I'm really driven, like to learn everything I can on this. Number one, you the, the chances of you having the ability already is like 99 to 100. I mean, it's like Extremely high that you already have some sort of ability in whatever it is that you're thinking about. The next thing I started thinking about was you probably don't know the extent that you have of what your abilities are if you're anything like me Um, and you already have the ability and you've potentially had it your entire life or had it for a very good portion of your life. And you just learn to live with that ability in the way that suits your life. Whether you utilize it or don't utilize it, it's just something that you have. You can easily block things and ignore them. But that doesn't mean the ability is not there. But you can also have the ability and not realize that you have it higher than other people. So I started thinking a lot of you guys who are drawn to being a healer might have a higher ability than you realize. You just don't know what it's like not to have the ability like me. I just I just I have to think really hard and pretend like I don't have the ability and try to pretend like I have to, you know, get to know somebody or I have to pretend like um, I just am reading people by their dress or something because it's so strange. You guys, it's it's so different for me in that regard. I I just don't know what that's like. So it's strange for me to think about it, but you guys very well may have that ability that you may not know that other people don't have. So there's a couple of things that I think that um, would be helpful if you think that you're a healer and you're interested in getting into doing more healing work. One is, like I said, usually if you're interested in this at all, you have most likely, chances are, you have the ability already or an ability to be a healer of some kind. Uh, There's something that is driving, if it's driving you from that chest center, from that, you know, right down the middle of your chest, there's something that is probably your ability that's just driving you to get it out in the world. That's the first thing. The second thing is understanding that if you have this feeling and you're being very drawn to be a healer, everybody's skills are different and this is something that I'm going to be teaching in that class I know you guys have heard me talk about and don't forget to go check it out if you're interested it's on it's keys to you can click on classes and I'm doing an intuition and psychic psychic ability class but I probably should have called it a healer class but that being said we're going to go through this with all the students in the class, but it's very important, even if you're not taking the class, if you're just listening, you want to try to discover what abilities you actually do have. So nobody's going to have the same abilities. Everybody's going to have different abilities and uh, unique to that person, and they're all going to be to different degrees. So, for instance, uh, if you're clairvoyant or clairaudience or like a psychic, you know, if you're going to be clairvoyant, clairaudience, um, clairsentient, whatever it is, your skills are going to be different and they're going to be to different degrees. You may be, you know, 70 percent clairvoyant and 10 percent clairaudience and, you know, you may have 20 percent mediumship skills. You know, there's like a lot of different things that you could be so you want to discover what what your strong suit is. Um, if I can give you guys any advice, don't you don't want to just decide you want to do everything professionally. So if you want to do everything for fun, every discover every ability that you can think of, and then test different things: test doing readings, test doing you know uh, Reiki, test doing on hands-on healing, test doing. Uh, mediumship and all that kind of stuff definitely that's a good way to discover your abilities test them you're going to feel different when you do some than you do others you're going to be more drawn to certain things than you are going to be to others Um, and you can test those but I would not suggest I would highly suggest not doing everything if you decide that you want to move forward and try to do it in a professional manner because first of all it's kind of the thing where healing's no different. You want to hone your skill in. And there's so many varieties of healing type abilities that you want to be really, really good at, you know, two or three things and not be mediocre at like 50 things. So figure out what is hitting home to you and your heart center the most, what you're most drawn to. That would be my suggestion. And move towards that ability and start on peeling the onion and trying to figure out what is the height of your skill and, and what can you utilize that for? And then you want to learn and develop that sort of thing. So you want to discover what type of ability that you actually have. And then you could, this is what I, what I ended up doing, but if you feel like you have an ability to do hands-on work or um, if you feel like you have the ability to do mediumship skill or mediumship stuff, you might want to talk to other people who are kind of like you or even people who are not like you and say, like, for instance, um, with healing work. uh, Oh, before I forget too, you can develop when I say that I want you to pick two or three things to be really good at instead of 50 mediocre things. Um, you can develop those two or three things to a really high, you know, high skill or to where you're really polished. And then you can add another thing and then you can add another thing. So you can get to where you have an array of things that you're really good at, but start with just a couple to be really good at. So, for instance, like I was going to say, if you're a healer, um, things that you're going to notice is your hands will heat up. Like the palm of your hands, they'll get hot and they'll get tingly. Um, then you'll learn things like you'll learn that you can actually direct energy in, in an energy stream, and energy flow to the palm of your hands. You'll learn how to do something like that. And then you'll learn that you can actually get the palms of your hands to heat up pretty hot by doing that. You'll learn that certain objects will make your hands tingle. So that's like, for instance, so you may go ahead and ask people who maybe you think have the ability and people who don't have the ability, say, you know, if you ever touch rocks, do your hands feel this way? Or if you think about your palms, can you get them to tingle? Or you may want to ask people and sort of gauge what your ability is. And so that can be an interesting, fun game to kind of figure out, too, what, what how heightened your, your ability already is. I do notice, FYI, which I don't know if this matters to anybody. I'm just going to throw that out there. I do notice that a lot of people who think that they have one ability actually have another ability. Um, And I notice that people try to a lot of times hone in a skill that they feel safe with when they actually have a different skill that they could really develop to a high level. So um, that's okay if you want to develop a skill that you feel safe with. But really do be aware that you may have a different skill. And even if you start developing one skill and then you find out that, you know what, I developed this but I'm feeling more drawn to this. You know, test it out. Develop some some different things. So the other thing is with healers and with people who feel this passion to become a healer and do it professionally or whatever that they think that they want to do. Um, they ask a lot about, or they say a lot about like, I really want to do this on a professional level. And here's something else that I notice: People don't think outside the box enough. So for instance, they're, um, they all think that if they want to be like a, they think spiritual healer, I would be what I would say. So if they're feeling drawn to heal people, they think, or like, um, you know, help people in a spiritual aspect. Everybody thinks that it needs to be, you know, psychic readings or psychic guidance, uh, mediumship work or helping loved ones that have passed over, um, Reiki, hands-on stuff. They forget, you guys forget that there's so many other jobs that you when, when you come to me and say, I feel like I need to do this, but I don't know how to do it. They're almost always thinking that direction. What they don't realize is there's so many other legit healing jobs in the world right now that use Reiki hands-on stuff that you have to use your intuition and psychic ability to help people. So, and those jobs and those things are very, very well, much needed in the world. So, like... A lot of healers become nurses, doctors, acupuncturists, Um, they get into naturopath stuff, they get into herbs, they get into all of those types of of things, masseuses, massage people, um, reflexology, all of these things really require an ability for you to tap into your intuition and tap into your healing abilities And they are just as important and they use some of the same skills, even like um, grief counseling where loved ones have passed over. They use some of the exact same skills that we use in the spiritual sense. They're just actually have a different mainstream label slapped on them. The other difference between thinking outside the box if you're feeling drawn to be a healer is If you do go more of a mainstream route, I do have to tell you the route is is quite a bit easier than going the spiritual route. So there are there are pros and cons to it. Um, Pros is those paths are already formed for you. Pros is they're very um, acceptable in society. Uh, The pros are there's usually salaries attached to them, benefits, that sort of thing. The cons are people, I think a lot of times when they feel the urge to be a healer, they want that very mystical, magical thing that comes with um, being called a spiritual healer. You can still be a nurse or um, an acupuncturist and call yourself a spiritual nurse, a spiritual acupuncturist. You know, it's, it's not just because of your job that you're doing. It's how you label yourself and how you present yourself to other people. There are lots of people that are in the medical field that don't tell people that they have other gifts of healing, but there are some that do. There are some that call themselves, you know, um, spiritual nurses or whatever. And that's a really cool thing. So You want to think outside the box when it comes to what you're driven to do as far as a healing aspect. But those types of positions are a lot more acceptable and solid and they they take just as much of the healing ability as going the more um, what you would call spiritual healer type route. The other thing, if you do take the route of becoming a psychic, a medium... um, I guess I would say more psychic medium, channeler, that type of thing, because Reiki is kind of more acceptable with the massage and all that sort of thing. If you do take that route, you have a whole nother ball of stuff to deal with, which is, uh, one, <clears throat> skepticism, which can, a lot of people say not bother them, but especially if you're beginning, if you're on a beginning journey to become a healer, this can have an impact So you're going to deal with a lot of skeptics. You're going to deal with a lot of non-believers. You're going to deal with a lot of people who just get freaked out when they talk to you or mad that maybe they have religious, maybe your background is, um, you have religious beliefs that don't go against it or that go against that. So when you have this thing that I call, you have to come out of the closet. Um, A friend of mine just did a thing, which I'm, you guys might have seen called healers and hiding people. You have to come out of the closet and you have to start telling people if you if you really do think that you're going to do this on a professional level. Now I would suggest before you do that, that you hone your skill in, find a mentor, do a lot of practice, do a lot of practice. And, and really people don't realize the amount of hours that you should commit to. If you want to become a healer, You need to commit a lot, a lot of hours. And I highly, I cannot stress this enough, highly suggest that you find a mentor. It is really, really important. There's not a lot of them out there anymore. That's one of the reasons I'm driven to do these classes is because I had two mentors that were fantastic. You really have to find a mentor because you need To be taught just like any other thing. If you're going to do any type of healing work professionally, you need to be taught the code of ethics on how to do certain things, what to do, what not to do. You need to be taught just when you're having issues. You need to be taught protection. You need to be taught so many things. I've seen a lot of readers. Oh, God, I've met thousands and thousands of readers over the years and many of them not trained and when they're not trained believe me it makes a big difference It, it, it it sounds funny but it really really does if they don't have a mentor it'd be like um somebody trying to be a nurse without a nursing degree it's 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 ridiculously helpful and it's very important and you know what it's super important for you to do the best you can do for your clients so if you're thinking of doing this professionally you seriously need to have a mentor you need to have a lot a lot of training and by training I don't mean hours I mean years I'm talking I would say at least two years of training you need to be working in what I did when I became a professional which you guys should also do I read with my mentor for almost two years. You read with somebody. You make sure that your reading skills are fluid and that you're not missing stuff and you gain your confidence from working with a mentor. You do that before you go out on your own and take the responsibility into your own hands of telling people something that they may or may not be um, willing to accept and, and, and the. The reason for that, too, is I also read a lot of people that, when I read them, they have maybe been read by somebody else. And, like, for instance, I just had a reading not very long ago where uh, they had come to me and this specific person had been told somebody something by some, someone else that was not accurate. And they held this information with them for two years, lowered their vibration, they were very upset, it started affecting them on a physical level. That's why you don't want to do that. You want to be a very responsible healer. It's I cannot stress how important it is to be a responsible healer, and be mentored and train yourself before you go out and tell people. When you're a healer and you do it professionally, people put a lot of um, they put a lot of weight they they put a lot of trust into you. So it's super important that you make sure you do their best. They trust. They trust what you say. And, and I mean, it's hard to break that trust. And, and just because you even, most people say that they're professional, psychic healer, whatever. I can't believe how many people just trust them. They don't even know them. They don't get references from them. They don't. They don't know someone who's seen them and they just trust them so much. And then they come to me and I'm like, Where, where'd you even get this information? This was not good information. It's 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 your responsibility to make sure you do the best you can do for your client. So anyways, so then there's the coming out part. There's telling friends and family. And if you haven't done it as a professional, even me, I was a psychic my entire life. Everybody knew I was different in my family. But when I came out to be a psychic, they were like, whoa, what are you talking about? And then they became very skeptical and um, different things of that nature. Now they're accepted. But, I mean, even some of my family members, which is hilarious to me, um, they just don't know what to do with it. Or even they don't even think of me like a, a psychic. It's funny. So, the other thing that I want to talk about is besides coming out with the skepticism and people judging you and the stigma that still is attached to it. Yes, today it still is, guys. Um, it's If you're going to turn it into a business where you're actually doing spiritual healing work, it's not easy. I mean, I have many people that want... I, I have known, again, hundreds of colleagues and... I literally can count on one hand and it's less than the 5 fingers on one hand who actually make a living doing any of these things. So it is it and I mean I know hundreds. I the amount of people and I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm talking about the, all the 20 years the amount of people that I know that actually made a living doing this is under it's under 5. So Don't let that scare you away if you're driven to do it. However, but do understand that I do notice that a lot of people in the the metaphysical world who want to become a a spiritual-type healer, they forget about the marketing and business aspect of becoming a spiritual healer. So they think if they just have this ability, that they can take this ability and people will come to them in droves or word of mouth they'll start coming in and all of that sort of thing, yes, you will get people word of mouth you will definitely get them if you 're good, um, but there is a marketing aspect to it. You have to also get new clients. you have to go to even twenty years ago before they had the internet. I was thinking about this because it 's so much easier to get clients today but Um, you know, we we went to shows, we did shows, we traveled, we sat at the booths for eight hours, we did people as they come in and read, you made connections, you got them on an actual mailing list, not an emailing list, but a mailing list where you sent out cards and said, I'll be at this place at this time if you want a reading. So there's marketing involved, there's getting your number out there, there's getting emails that you need to collect, there is uh, putting out information so that they can... They can um, find out what you're all about because I tell everybody and and if you're not a healer, I'm going to tell you now, always, always, always get referrals, always be referred by somebody or listen to podcasts or, you know, get to feel like you know how that person reads or heals before that you heal or get a healing from them. So there's the marketing aspect of becoming a healer, a a spiritual healer, if you want to do that then. Lastly, it's a job. It's an actual job. Yes, that doesn't mean you may not love your job and it may be the not be the coolest thing you've ever done if that's what you're passionate about, but there are times that you can get you can and will get burnout from healing. You are dealing with a lot of energy on a daily basis. You are dealing with different types of energy that is very very intense. And so, you will be susceptible to that. So you need to realize that it's a job. You need to have structure. A lot of healers, spiritual healers I know, do not have any structure. So they kind of do one thing and then another thing and they don't have like a consistent structure pattern. So you have to put on your job hat, your marketing hat, your business hat if you're going to do it for a living. And you need to have some structure. You need to you know, I, I'm getting into this so much. There's so much, guys, to becoming a professional healer that you don't know, that you don't think about. I guess I would say maybe you do know. Um, that maybe I should just do a class on this sometime. This is something that I'm thinking of. maybe I maybe I'll do do a marketing for spiritual healers class. So I'm just gonna wind this up re- since I'm at the end of my podcast and. I want to send you guys, if, if you're interested in learning more about what type of skills that you have, you know, like I said, I'm doing those classes. The reason I'm doing these classes is just to help people like that, people like you guys. So go over to Keys to Spirit World. Check out my classes. I have a new one coming up, and it's going to be closed for registration in like I don't, on the 23rd of July. So definitely go check it out. Let me know what you think. Thanks so much for listening. Join me over on my Facebook page. i met my friend limit, so you'll have to follow me or ask to become a member of the Higher Purpose Learning Group. And we'll see you next time. Aloha.